This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Jack Kessler, and this is The Leader. Senior editor Susie Butter had a chat with Education Secretary Gavin Williamson for today's paper and has made some waves thanks to an unfortunate case of mistaken identity. Susie, what happened? It was towards the end of the interview um, and we were talking about the, the incredible tumultuous two years we've had um, and I decided to ask about Marcus Rashford. It was it was quite a spontaneous question. It was just kind of thinking about people who've criticised what's happened with schools, the fact that it's been such a high profile issue and I think I, I just asked, have you met him? Um, and he gave this very passionate answer and made him out like a wonderful bloke but then he started talking about laptops which is a little bit confusing because Marcus Rashford actually campaigned on free school meals and it was Mara Otoji who com- campaigned on the laptops and the digital divide um, and then walking out it was it, I was informed that he'd actually met with Mara not Marcus and we've checked with they've actually got the same PR um, and he's confirmed that Gavin did have a Zoom meeting with Mara but not Marcus Rashford. Obviously, it's it's led to quite a furore on on Twitter, and um, shadow ministers have been have been really quite cr- critical in, in the in the aftermath. Um, but there is a really serious point to this. I mean, interviews are scary. I don't think I'm that scary, but interviews are scary. You're on the spot. You're trying to get a message across, um, and people make mistakes. And I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Um, but at the same time, if you're going to be the most charitable about it. Um, it's it's quite an unfortunate mix-up. I mean, as Marcus Rashford said, the accents are dead giveaway. <laughs> I thought that we we done well in the game. You know, we didn't we didn't show them too much too much it respect. It's not for me to um, miss a game, so it wasn't too pretty. But you know, we one of them's from Manchester, one of them's from Hertfordshire, and obviously they're two black sports people who play different sports who have campaigned on different things. Um, however charitable you want to be, it does belie the fact that Gavin Williamson doesn't seem like a details man um and he's he's forgotten detail before with the thing about forgetting his saying he doesn't remember his a level results on lbc uh, i i i didn't get 3 a stars it's fair get three but what it what did, did you do, get uh but what is his fair why to why say why won't you tell me is it a state it, it, secret Oh, it, it absolutely is. I, I've forgotten it's so long ago. I mean, it's 27 years ago. All I mean, right. you probably okay. can't remember what was happening last weekend, <laughs> Nick. And this again proves that he's 
doesn't seem like a man on top of every single detail, which I think you have to be when you're education secretary, particularly in a pandemic when you're closing schools and children and teachers and parents are really suffering. Now, I have to admit, I was surprised in the way that we got the interview in the first place, because um, in our, in our leader columns, we do have a tendency to um, call for Gavin Williamson sacking every every week or so. I just, so I was just wondering, how was he uh, with you in the room? Do you know, he was he was actually fairly friendly and funny, and we we laughed a lot. Um, and I mean, he's he's a politician, so on certain questions, he very much towed the party line, towed the party line on Boris Johnson, didn't speak out really one way or the other about the national insurance rise and the social care, um, just being loyal to Boris Johnson all the way through. He really wanted to talk about, and I and I think this is fair enough, he really wanted to talk about the human side of his job. So he was very moving talking about his daughter who did his her GCSEs this year. Um, and he feels guilty that he didn't give enough bandwidth to her, which I think does humanise him. And, and I think there is no harm in humanising politicians. I think I do feel for them because in, in their career, they have this very sort of fast, quite brutal news agenda, um, constantly being asked for the headlines, which... It's it's hard to see another way to do that, but I think what he was trying to do with me was put a kind of man behind the policies across. Everything he said about education came from a, a good place. I mean, you can't not agree that teachers have done an incredible job and need, deserve our support. Education needs more investment. Um, no one, I can't even imagine being education secretary at a time when you have to close schools twice and not wanting to do that again. He spoke well on mental health um, there was a lack of detail and and kind of some politicians who I've interviewed before like Lisa Nandy for example she's just you know on top of all the detail like forensic command of all of it at a level that no sort of normal person would want to be involved in that Gavin Williamson the heart's there he talks the talk but I think the Marcus Marrow thing exposed that he isn't on top of every little bit of his brief, which isn't good enough. He told you that his plans for the next few months include closing the gap between state and private schools as quickly as possible. You were talking about him, uh, you know, that's an admirable um, goal and something that um, education secretaries from, from either party for decades have been seeking to strive, but it's not a particularly specific policy agenda. Does he have one? Hard, hard to tell. I mean, he could have been talking to me in general terms because it's a features piece it's not an education specialist publication but time will tell and and like obviously with with these things what education secretary hasn't wanted to close the gap between state and private and from him it comes from a real place because as he said he's only the second education secretary since the second world war to have been to a comp which slightly fudging it because there are some who've been to grammar schools but anyway (laughs) yeah again the detail um but yeah it would have been interesting to hear more about how you're going to do that did he strike you as a man who was about to be shuffled out of his job he didn't you know um i mean maybe i'll be proved wrong and and look like an idiot but he he's got plans up until christmas he's planning a school visit on the day tomorrow when they said there might be a reshuffle so i I think he struck me as a man who really wanted to get on with the job after the pandemic I mean whether or not we're there yet because obviously there are still issues with ventilation in schools vaccines overworked teachers COVID um, just to name a few Um, 
I mean, he kept on saying drive and deliver. So he's struck you as a man who's still kind of chomping at the bit because, I mean, he hasn't really been able to do his job for two years. And if he does have plans, he hasn't really been able to instigate them because it has been firefighting COVID, which I think anyone would sympathise with. Now, Williamson likes to keep it on the down low, but I hear he has a pet tarantula. Um, would you like to talk us talk to us about Cronus? I was very sad not to meet Cronus. Cronus used to live in his desk, um, on his desk, and he used to say that Cronus is named after a Greek god who's a ruthless killer. Um, whether or not that's some sort of mind game to control, whether or not that's the reason why he's still in his post and hasn't been um, hasn't been sacked. Um, but Cronus is. We thought Cronus was a man. Um, it turns out Cronus has been misgendered, transitioning, as Gavin Williamson said, and is actually a female spider because male spiders um, only live for up to five years. They live fast, die young. Female spiders are more hardcore and they live for 26 years. And Cronus is advancing well past her sixth birthday. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a very entertaining little tip there. And and another faux pas from the interview, did, did Williamson suggest that the Queen isn't photogenic? <laughs> And that that was I mean he's been compared to Alan Partridge before and that that was pure Partridge um kind of just spoke too much it was just one of those things where it was like shush now um he's got a picture of the queen he said that it was a present because it was remarked upon that he's the only minister who doesn't have a picture of the queen Matt Hancock obviously has his Damien Hurst picture behind him that we've all seen um but then he said that he could do with, he could do with a better picture because it's not that flattering not that the queen isn't stunning <laughs> Um, so it was just there were a lot of qualifiers in that sentence really um, for the record it wasn't whoever gave him the present I mean the Queen <laughs> I sound like him now um, it was quite a strange reproduction like sort of a print on canvas with a bright purple background so it was quite a psychedelic picture that really stood out in his quite beige office and that's the leader come back tomorrow at 4pm for more news analysis interviews and features Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.